Wilson Hall presents The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. Cthulhu, London, New York, Shanghai, Egypt, Australia, Kenya, Cornwall. That is not dead, which can the name's Elias, Jackson Elias, Kitchen old friend of mine, the Black Pharaoh, he comes tonight. A globe-trotting race against the darkness. <laughs> now, my friend, you'll feel the lick of the bloody tongue. The Painted Lady, the Black Wind. Is masks of Nialato Tap With Nick Marsh as the keeper of arcane lore. Right, it's 1925, and we will pick up the action a month action. or so after the events at Misra House. So it's going to be the 9th of March, 1925. Calvin Coolidge just been inaugurated last week. Tennessee is about to make the teaching of evolution illegal. Mm. So it's a progressive time for the world. Still. And um, there has been some fallout uh, from the event. Some things have occurred in the intervening time. So you all uh, escaped uh, more or less intact from uh, Misra House, except Eddie, who is rather more attached to his motor vehicle than even more than normal as he's uh, wrapped around mm. the steering column. Um, in the intervening months, you all heal any hit points that you've lost. With the exception of Eddie. With the exception of Eddie, if anything, oh, yeah. probably loses a few more, to be honest. Well, if he does heal them. Um... That's going to come back uh, in very dramatic <laughs> fashion later on. Exactly. You don't want to know about what happens. Uh, and hit presumably anybody who's lost sanity points or so on, they come back. That it? can get fucked. Um, you don't get sanity back, do you? you oh, they, they've, all start, they've all got more sanity than they started with the bosses. No. But yeah, I've, actually, I've actually got 92 points of sanity. I'm becoming dangerously sane. You've got how many? 92. A sanity restoring cruise is traditional, but... <laughs> um, now, there are some questions asked because in the uh, glade of Misra House there is found the body of Edward Gabigan, the, ha- the oh, uh, right. head of the Penhew Foundation, um, and his uh, and uh, Rabbit's Foot's father. I'm um, sorry, you threw the name Rabbit's Foot at me before. Rabbit's Foot is Roger's character, Chumley. Chumley. Uh, he's called Rabbit's Foot because he For thought he was, thought he was a lucky member of the party, and it turned out his, his luck is fair to middling in this. So, do I know you? Hello. I'll introduce you as we do this this summary. Um, okay. Um, if you know, if you're in Britain, oh. yes, you will. Rabbit's Foot is um, uh, the son of Sir Richard Chomley, who is a peer of the realm. Uh, and also dead, shot dead uh, in the grounds of Misra House, alongside his manservant, Robert yeah. Wolfe, though he's rather more difficult to identify, reduced as he is uh, to a sort of a bag of skin with some grisly bits in it. So um, th- there were also a number of other uh, dead people found there. Um, Inspector Bunden, the Bobby from London, um, is found in the basement. <laughs> though. I, I, thought, I thought, we, thought we got him out. 
you did, but you would have taken him in a bag if you did, because ah. he got reduced to dust. Um, but the, there was some um, uh, some identifying features, some teeth left within the dust. Um, these, uh, as well as your known associate, Eddie, who is found wrapped around a steering column driven into a monolith um, in the uh, in the grounds of Mitra House. Just a um, large trick, officer. Uh, now, because of your connection both with your father and because you're a known associate of Eddie's, because you've been to the same club together, uh, Chumley, you are questioned somewhat extensively by the police. Um, Timber's less so, because... No one really knows who you are, and you aren't a known associate of anyone. Um, everyone, and... everyone would certainly deny being an associate of mine. It's true. <laughs> Except, and Campion, I think you mean have... Father, Ca- Father Callahan. I think you mean. <laughs> exactly. for some reason <laughs> seems to have a knack at avoiding contact with the authorities, and no one seems particularly aware that he was there. Um, but Chumley, you are intensively questioned as to what happened. But clearly, the old fellow had found out about this this terrible business and was doing his best to stop it. Mm. Uh, and, and may I show you my 99 credit rating? <laughs> given, <laughs> given that this is um, England in 1925, that opens a lot of doors and certainly closes a lot of... Yeah. Yes, behind me um, after I've left. <laughs> <laughs> so you are currently in the complex negotiations of what happened what happens with the Chumley estate being the only son of Sir Richard um, I'll think you, of the added responsibilities you are briefly in charge of the financial affairs until you realise how incredibly tedious it is let, let it me just update easier. my character sheet from the Orden to Baron uh. <laughs> um, and you uh, very quickly hire a man a reliable man to do it for you. Um, Thank you very much. <laughs> now, whether this decision will be something that uh, Chumley manages to live to regret in his twilight years. No, I mean, let's face it, he's not going to make it to his twilight years. <laughs> We're all in our twilight. State already, anyway. There is, yeah. So it's handed over to a bit. Um, but you are uh, you're in a slightly questionable situation inheritance-wise, except that it's it's just being sorted out. But yeah, d- sorry, did he actually shoot his dad? I can't remember uh, who who murdered the old man. Neither can Chumley. I think um, like, I'm sure I crushed into him. Chum- whenever Chumley thinks you about the night, he gets people, though, a yeah. very bad feeling in the pit of his stomach, and he can't quite remember why. There was sort of mistaken identity people there appearing some, as other people. There was some something. There was it was a very confusing time. Bad things happen. Um, Mistakes. I think we agree. Were made. <laughs> were made. <laughs> um, during the month. Um, uh, a few other things happen. One is you are approached by an actor, a famous um, actor for... I don't know what studio you work for, Mark. Um, Can you remember what the name of the studio is, Roger? Um, uh, Cricklewood. Is it Cricklewood? Yeah, Cricklewood. also known as the, the Stoll Studio. Um, he is a, a, a famed uh, actor of the silver screen. Um, was also a compadre of Eddie's. 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 Um, Eddie. Owed Eddie his life in the war, and was hoping to meet him for a, a read. They still time. Out, they used to have uh, a drink uh, probably once a month or so in the gentlemen's club. Um, and when he inquires about Eddie, he's pointed in your direction. Um, and I know rabbit sport people will. Uh, yes, from the club. And uh, James, mm. you have reason to 
Uh, you're slightly between jobs at the minute because uh, the curse of the mummy's legs has been put on hold because uh, on the simple grounds that it was it was a terrible terrible day. It's gone through a lot of rewrites. It it it, it was for a while it was the terrible oh, torso to stand on. For a while it was the rubbish head of the mummy. Um, and now it's being rewritten as Untitled Mummy Curse Movie Number Three. But it is due to start filming uh, in Egypt some point in uh, some point in May. So. Mm-hmm. You are between jobs just at the moment. Um, you have got some theatre gigs. Because um, remember back in 1925, there were theatres and things like that before they all closed down. Um, but you are presumably interested in finding out what happened to Eddie and who killed him because you owed him your life. Good job. So he was. has been. He was. He has been hanging round the. Let's face it. You're probably all mostly at Chumley's estate while he has a lot of paperwork to do, and it's. Well, there'll be a funeral at some point as well, won't there? Yes, there are some bits to bury. That is true. Um, and during one of the um, many parties uh, that uh, or, or wakes, as Chumley might call it, that he has after his uh, after the death of his father, um, one of the people who turns up there is Frankie. Or Ruth Francis Belleville, who knows Chumley. I'm not of some sort. Uh, you, but you know, you are, you are your um, your father was a sir, and your mother was a lady. Um, so you are certainly moving Chumley's social circles, and you've chatted to him from time to time. You both share an interest in the occult, though yours is more eastern-facing, I believe. Dare we say? Oriental, um, we're allowed to because it's 1925. It's okay um, to be racist in 25. Yeah. <laughs> we had that well, discussion know, already before you arrived. <laughs> the Orient basically counted everything east of Istanbul was the Orient, um, mm-hmm. Middle East, every, so anywhere that was, <laughs> it was basically outside Europe. Um, uh, and you yourself, Frankie, have, uh, uh, you get talking about various things, and Chum, uh, Chumley gets a little squiffy and mentions Jackson Elias, um, who you knew I'll from your my ears, who I have a very close relationship with. Yes, well, it turns out Jackson point. has been murdered, um, and when? Chumley knows something about it. Chumley seems to know a lot about a lot of he murders. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been I, the last can, person can to see I at least three moderately details. significant dead people alive. <laughs> Sorry, go um, on. You can, I mean, you can role-play that meeting out if you like, or you can assume that Frankie then becomes involved in the party and interested. Um, I might nip to the toilet while you swap um, business cards. Okay. Things. Just, just cards. See ya, bye. Just cards. Yes, they're not business cards. How, how gauche. And even now, at 25, he has to work to keep alive. So, Roger, yes. what's your character's actual name? Uh, known by almost everyone as Rabbit's Foot, he he is actually um, well. He he was until recently the old Michael Chumley, and now uh, Baron Chumley of Stockbridge. Thanks to the uh, okay, little and how incident. Old are you? Um, let's see, by this point, thirty-one. Oh snap! <laughs> okay. Oh. What are you checking how eligible he is? <laughs> no, oh, he's, he's really quite out. eligible. He was the honourable Michael Chumley. He's now the eligible Michael Chumley. <laughs> he, he was <laughs> fairly eligible there. Whether we would have known each other. Right, right. How um, we would have known each other. Right, well, once after he got back from the war, he has mostly spent his time 
um, dab- dabbling in occultism and not take clearly not taking it terribly seriously. Where were you in the war? Uh, Western Front. <sighs> Did you come back straight away afterwards? Pretty much, yeah. Wow, oh, I sent okay. this to a job interview. No, no, it's fine. Um, had, had a pretty good war as these things go. Does still carry around his cavalry saber. Can you tell us what's time when you Civil have to change someone's thing. mind about something important? Don't talk of the cavalry saber. <laughs> <laughs> we very possibly met as kids, but um, I didn't live in, in, in England. So, Can I just double father... check? Everyone is recording, aren't they? We're, sorry, can't remember we did that bit. Uh, I erotic cakes. You've done that, great. Lovely, yeah. thank you. Moving on. <laughs> um, my father worked for the British Consul in Shanghai. Right, I've never been out east. So, so I only came back to England occasionally mm-hmm. for family things. I came back to England last autumn for a cousin's wedding and I've been hanging around. Is that a wedding between cousins, was it? Probably is. Yeah, it's fine as long as you don't make a habit yourself of it. opinion of the nobility. Well, who well, claims you know. to be one? Me? Well, don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly like changeable, Campion's person. Just because I don't like to stick my chin out doesn't mean that you know I haven't got one. Um, I'll a quick summary of the campaign as it's been some months. Um, Jackson Elias, your good friend, all of your good friends except James, who Eddie was uh, the. Jack, uh, the, the, the Jack friend, the Jack friend, as people say, um, <laughs> was uh, stumbled onto something big and believed he had found something that tied all the death cults in the world together, that they were all working on something important. He didn't know what, but he believed it was tied in some way to the Carlisle expedition, which had travelled to Egypt in 1919 and then on to Kenya, where they were all murdered. Um, or were they? Or hmm. were they? You have already got at least two independent sources of evidence that suggest at least one of the members of the uh, the expedition, a Jack Brass Brady, um, has been spotted alive uh, in Shanghai and Mombasa um, at various times. Um, so there's something suspicious going on with the Carlisle expedition. Certainly um, Jackson thought so. But Jackson, before he could tell you any of that, um, spilled his guts in a hotel room in New York. Um, and spilled his guts less metaphorically than he was hoping to. Well, really, really, I think it's only fair to say somebody spilled them for him. Well, that's true. Yeah. They were spilled for Guts were spilled. Um, <laughs> and in each place in the New York, you found and foiled the cult of the bloody tongue. And in London, you found and apparently foiled the cult of the Black Pharaoh, led by um, Sir Aubrey Penhew, who was one of the leaders of the expedition, um, his mentor, Edward Gavigan, and also by Zafira Shafiq, who you uh, shot to death in a cellar. Um, oh, yeah. Good times. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, she, right, did, yeah. she disintegrated the policeman, didn't she? She disintegrated uh, Inspector Munden, the Bobby that, from London. That's right, yes. That that's right. Put, put some and, and arrows through, that, lines through people. Even though potentially mm. she was an ally, we just went, ah, oh, screw this for a laugh. And just, and just Actually, she would have double-crossed you, so you actually did Potentially an ally. Right thing, uh, did. I, I, I rather, rather felt that that was on the card, so I thought we'd double-cross her first. 
Well, it just, well, we just crossed her, basically. <laughs> basically, just single crossed her. Um, so, you have been following in the footsteps of the Carlyle expedition. The next logical step um, seems to be Cairo, because it's where the Carlyle expedition went next. It's where Jackson Elias went next. And it is where you have a number of pieces of evidence pointing. Um, mm. I have very thoughtfully collected those pieces of evidence that relate to Egypt in a folder um, on Google Drive but I have got a couple of things to tell you before that before I point you in that direction I think I shared it already um, firstly you um, Chumley get a phone call telephone call this is somewhere a few weeks after the uh, the, the Misery House event um, you get a phone call from New York and it is uh, your uh friend and mine whose name I have forgotten even though I could remember it about five minutes ago um, the, uh, the, the uh, Jackson's old editor Joshua Kensington for whom you said you would complete the book that uh, Jackson was working on hello how's it going old chap heard there was a spot of bother in Misra House over there yes well just, just been orphaned you know how it is sorry to hear that that business. Yes, yes indeed. How's the book going? Oh, jolly good, jolly good. <laughs> Enough of the small talk. Let's <laughs> down to brass tacks. Um something I should probably tell you. There's been um the last few days or so, there's been um chap coming round the bookstore asking uh, about Jackson's Jackson's old works, um asking if there was any unpublished uh novels and whether he could have a look he said he was a big fan but uh must say he didn't look like the the usual bookish type uh swarthy you know not uh not very literary um foreign accent you know the type um asking a lot of questions about jackson and about any associates he may have had yeah perhaps he was a good friend of the fella hmm well, I don't know what you've been doing over there, but you may not have covered your tracks, perhaps quite as well as you might have liked. Contemplates the concept of covering tracks. Gives up. Audibly over a transatlantic phone line gives up. <laughs> anyway, don't worry about Betsy and me. Um, we will be fine. We'll uh, keep an eye on our, uh, keep an eye on everything. But thought you should know. You might just want to keep your uh, your eyes peeled, old boy. Jolly good, jolly good. Now then, um, I think he probably rabbits. pretty much immediately forgets that conversation. Yep, go on. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, you, Rabbit's Foot, are at the bottom of a ladder in a deep and muddy trench, and there are men all around you fidgeting nervously. And in one hand, you have a stick. Uh, on your uh, hip, you have a revolver, and in your hand, you have a watch. Uh, watching the minute hand slowly move round. The, the air is filled with a mind-buggering noise. And they told you that nothing could survive that bombardment. And they must be right. No living thing could continue to be living after what they're doing on the other side of that trench. Presently, gaps appear in the noise. And you... You start to think you're going deaf, but eventually you realise it's because the artillery bombardment is slowing down. And that only means one thing. 
and run out the, of bullets. They've run out of artillery. <laughs> um, as the minute hand hits the top of the clock, almost to the second, the artillery stops. You blow the whistle um, that you are holding in your mouth, ready for this. Um, and all around you, men start to move. You climb up the ladder into no man's land. And you are faced with a moonscape that has no business being on planet Earth, let alone uh, in in what used to be a field in Passchendaele. You start to move. You're walking, because you know there's no one could have survived that. And your men are walking beside you, their rifles at the ready. And that's when the first shot rings out. And the man beside you twitches and falls on his back and lies in the mud staring up into the sky. Come on! As you glance... As you glance over at his face, you see that it's your father lying, looking up at the sky. Then there's another shot, and the man to your left falls face down into the mud. Um, but you don't need to see his face to know that it's your father. That's when the machine gun starts up, and the men start to fall like cattle. Um, every one of them screaming and looking at you as they fall. Every one of them your father. Then it's your turn because your leg goes numb and then wet and you feel instantly weak as something goes right through your thigh and you spin and fall backwards into a shell hole and as you slide down the sticky mud into the bottom of it uh, half full of water barely able to lift your arms and your body as your head is about to submerge for the last time under the water you see the bodies of your father surrounding you, all staring at you. And as your head sinks under the water, you hear his unspoken question. Why? Uh, can you roll me a d3, please? <laughs> you would have done the same for me, old bean. Quite obvious, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, one. That's how many fewer sanity you have this morning than when you went to bed last night. Dear me, dear me. Exactly the same number of fewer fathers. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, um, now while you are... You may you have a number of books and things you may read during the month that you are in there, but I'm going to let you review your evidence first before we get too much further. So I'm going to... If I haven't already, I'm going to... You can all read one of these handouts. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm dreadfully sorry. Um, sanity board. rolls, everybody. Um, let me... I should, you should be able to... So, you've all... You've got... You've picked up all these handouts already, uh, except one which is specially for... Campion. Um, but, let's just drop... Where, where's the chat function here? Bottom Gav left. chat. Um, there we go. That is a link to the handouts related to Egypt. So if you all want to pick one, and I can tell you where it came from, um, and read it out for me. Assuming you can get there. Uh, I could go for E5, Telegram. I, oh, the short one. Shall I read oh, A1? Oh, is it? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you, yours is... Uh, uh, John, you need to read, because Campion... Notices. We'll, we'll come to that, but the Times March 2nd is uh, for Campion alone. 
Oh, so I I don't need to read that out then. Do I need to read yeah. the other well, one you out? Do need, no, you need to read all of them out. I just it's okay, for you so, to read. Shall, shall I start with Shall I start with a a one then? A one, a letter from Warren Bassant, which was found in the uh, documents uh, in the hotel room where Jackson Lyons was murdered. Okay, so Cairo, Egypt, third of March, nineteen nineteen. Uh, dear Mr. Carlyle, uh, you, your lawyer informed me that you seek certain knowledge of this land and its distant past, and I believe I can aid you in this regard. Inquiries in the old quarter have identified one Faraz, Faraz Najjar. Thank you. Uh, Faraz Najjar, uh, in the street of Jackals, who claims to be in possession of singular curios which he believes will be of great interest to you. He is prepared to part with these items if a suitable price is agreed on, and I shall endeavour to make sure that matters are arranged to your satisfaction. Yours, Michel Warren, Bessie. Oh, nice, nice French touch at the end there, I like it. Well, it is, it is easy. Oh, very good. Well, who's going to volunteer to read excerpt from Life as a God? Sean. Which was a book you... Um, and I think it's only Campion that's read this book, actually, but it is a book that you found... Uh, it's on his mind, this passage. Um, it's a book that you found in the possession of Erica Carlyle, Robert's sister... Uh, Roger's, Roger Carlyle's sister, um, after you gained access to her safe and some dodgy books, what he had inside it. You make that sound, sound so uh, so tawdry. We, we just had a nice chat with her. <laughs> you did, you did. It was we very did. pleasant. And didn't she actually hand these over? She did, yes. She didn't steal them or anything, amazingly. No. <laughs> uh, right. basically, just, just rabbit's foot, just basically just started going, handing over the money until... She is uh, heir to the Carlisle fortune, so I don't think it works quite like that. No, but... well, but I suspect, her, I suspect his fortune trumps her fortune. Uh, right. Its external angles are magnificent and most strange. By their hideous beauty I was enraptured and enthralled, and I thought myself of the daylight fools who had judged the housing of this room as mistaken. I laughed for the glory they missed. Through the twisted doors to the jewelled throne of darkness, I came with all reverence and humility to gaze upon scenes of celestial majesty and rebirth. When the six lights were lit and the great words said... Then he came in all the grace and splendour of the higher plains, and I longed to sever my veins so that my life might flow into his being and make part of me a god. Having a lovely time, wish you were here. (laughs) (laughs) This was the uh, ravings of a man who uh, was, uh, well, spent his life in debauchery and unspeakable acts in in the service of the Black Pharaoh. Now that is uh, where author? he was doing it wrong. Uh, the author was uh, Mr. A.A. Um, a. Milne. Uh, no, it's... J.R. Um I will get you the name. Uh, and, and, and how did it would apply for, um, you know, for, 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 
for, for the post, you know. Just to <laughs> that, that is a little sketch I wrote up years ago, just the, the yellow pages. But going, do you, do you have a copy of the Necronomicon? <laughs> it, it is rather old. <laughs> <laughs> My name? Oh, yes, it's Abdul Alazret. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, the rights to use the music are surprisingly expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone remembers that. Um... Life of a God is by Montgomery Crompton, um, written in the late 19th century. Oh. Good old yellow sign. <laughs> yeah, I called call the sketch uh, Good Old Yellowed Pages, which was the best I could do. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Okay. Um, who wants to read Concerning the Black Pharaoh, which is a reference you found, the only reference you could find to the Black Pharaoh uh, in what I think you went to the British Library, maybe, or some library you found it. Shall I, shall I take it? Please do. Nobody's objecting. Sure, sounds like a yes. Uh, proceedings of the Antiquities Service of Lower Egypt. Rumours continue to persist regarding the French tourists involved in the incident at Skara, so badly handled by Mr. Howard Carter, the events of which led to his resignation as Chief Inspector of Lower Egypt earlier this year. It is beyond the scope of this letter to comment on whether or not there is any truth to the tourists having been members of an occult society, so beloved by the French in the latter part of the 19th century. However, we can say with certainty that there is not and never has been any corroborated evidence for a so-called black pharaoh who ruled during the Third Dynasty. This figure is merely garbled folk tales used to frighten naughty children in the same way that we use stories of black shark and black ennis in dear old England. As we do. As you do. Super. Um, John, did you want to read the telegram from Giza? <sighs> a Giza. <laughs> so right. Can I get my London accent on? No. Um, I'll skip the bits about it being paid in full in Cairo. This in Edward Gavigan's office. November 6, 1924. Dash. Giza dig well stop. All as planned stop. Work apace at my Serena stop. Thank you for your assistance, most helpful stop, Dr. H. Clive. Stop. So this is this is quite recent. Fairly. A few months. It is, mm-hmm. yes. F- uh, yes. Uh, yeah, about three, four months ago. Um, Gavigan's ledger. Um, Tina, do you want to have a, a stab at Gavigan's ledger? I can't see any of it. I'm on my iPad. Oh, alright for some. I'm Who wants to do Gavigan's ledger? Uh, where is that? Oh, there we are. I'll have a go. You found this in Gavigan's um, yeah, desk down in the basement of Misra House. Um, okay. In his, his torture room. <laughs> so, 23rd of May 1924. Invoice number 32098. Fabricated materials and parts prototypes. Uh, to Pale Viper care of uh, Ho Fang Import Export Shanghai uh, 24th of June 1924 <clears throat> Receipts of technical schematics and blueprints of Pale Viper Delivery of uh, Sorry, delivery to Henson Manufacturing, Derby <clears throat> 15th of July 1924 Receipt number 2067 Ancient machine parts care of uh, Houston Houston, yeah. Houston, Australia. And um, Houston is one of the members of the Carlisle expedition. Robert Houston. Um, 
Roger Carlyle's psychologist. Uh, delivery to Hanson Manufacturing, Derby. Did we ever go to Derby? No, we, we were you thinking about it. Nowhere near it, actually, no. Yeah. No, we haven't. Uh, you nine, bit of, nine, bit of an August, oversight. 1924. Invoice number 321. 24-inch statuette of the Father of Serpents, solid gold, to Houston, care of Randall Shipping in Darwin, Australia. Thirteenth yeah, of November, nineteen twenty-four. Receipt two zero eight one. Forward of the Red Diary of uh, Anselm de, Mop- de Montfort to Omar Al Shanti. Okay, so I'll give you Cairo, <laughs> Egypt. Now, Timbers, you have had some dealings in Cairo. You know of Omar Al Shanti. Um, <laughs> He is ostensibly a businessman, but has a finger in some underground pies, as the uh, as the parlance is. And uh, he has a man not to be fucked with, um, as the uh, as as the Kairoese say. And you haven't got um, uh, Eddie and his shotgun anymore. So, fourth uh, of <laughs> December, nineteen twenty-four. Invoice number three two one two nine. Astronomical charts. Celestial references and large six-foot statue representation of so it's a representational of Libby Tum. Two. Arjar Singh. Okay, very much. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm really struggling with, with killer. Kill, kill, well, it doesn't matter. There in Mombasa. Yeah, some Mombasa, Kenya. Killer. Kilinchini, maybe. Could Chini. be. Killer. That a D or a. No, I've not read for you, Kenya, for a while, so forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Mombasa. Somewhere in Mombasa, Kenya. Um, All right. Um, Oh, dear me, I'm terribly sorry. Um, Roger, would you like to read Big Apple Dateline? New York, Pillar of Past, April 4th, 1919. Big Apple Dateline, Roger Carlyle, the playboy whom everybody knows, or knows about, is quietly leaving New York tomorrow to check out the tombs of Egypt. You've seen the cuties Roger has found in the night spots. Who can doubt he'll dig up someone or something equally fabulous from the Egyptian sands? We've all seen the cuties that Roger has found in the night spots. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, Could he be digging up from the Egyptian sands? <clears throat> Wilson, Keppel and Betty, perhaps? <laughs> Shim, would you like to read Carlisle Expedition Embarks for London? Led by the fabulously wealthy playboy Roger Carlyle, the Carlyle expedition departed this morning for Southampton aboard the British steamship Imperial Standard. Contrary to earlier reports, the expedition will perform researches in London under the auspices of the Penhue Foundation before continuing to Egypt next month. Readers may recall the enormous party which Mr. Carlyle, now 24, gave at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel upon reaching his majority. Since then, scandals and indelicate behaviour have become Carlyle's trademarks, but it has never become tarnished in the eyes of Manhattanites. Members of the expedition have been reluctant to reveal their purpose in Egypt. Other expedition members. Renowned Egyptologist Sir Aubrey Penhu is assistant leader of the team and in charge of excavations. Sir Robert Houston, a fashionable Freudian psychologist, accompanies the expedition to pursue parallel researches into ancient pictographs. Miss Hypatia Masters, linked in the past to Carlisle, will act as photographer and archivist. Mr. Jack Brady, intimate to Mr. Carlisle, accompanies the group as general factotum. Additional members may be secured while in London. There's a lot of intimates and members and things in that sort of thing. Yeah, you want to see your tailor about that sort of thing. 
Well, you know, American libel laws. Getting your members probably secured, yeah. <laughs> now, John, you are perusing the Times a week before we start our story, and you come across this story. Uh, a name within it catches your eye. Clive Expedition welcomes. The Penhu-sponsored Clive Expedition, recently relocated from Giza and currently excavating a site near Memphis, uh-huh. announced that they're welcoming a new addition to the team, Greta Brandt, you bastard, 34, <laughs> is an up-and-coming German archaeologist with a formidable ability to cite Now, I do apologise for the anachronism, because up-and-coming's first ever usage was in 1926, as far as I could tell. But shocking, I've, shocking. I've, I've brought it back a well, year Well, it appears to be here. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, joins James Gardner, Martin Winfield, and Agatha Broadmoor, already on location in Egypt. Dr. Henry Clive, do I need the whole thing? Uh, the expedition's yes. leader described the development as exciting. and mentioned that Ms. Brandt was extremely physically capable, as well as mentally, and that he was sure she would fit in quickly and be an extremely valuable asset to the group. However, he refused to comment on the reasons for the expedition's unexpected relocation and would not speculate about the recent mysterious death of the Penhue Foundation's director, Edward Gavigan. Gavigan's death comes only a few years after Aubrey Penhue himself was murdered in Kenya. Local scholar and mentalman Dr. Cuminier speculated that... It's pronounced... I don't think it is. <laughs> no, it distinctly says Cuminia there. Okay, okay. Nice right. try, though. Oh, the Wessex Cuminias. That's all there it were. was. It just it peters out. just dribbles at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there you have it. Um, that brings you up to speed. It's now over to you. It's the wow. 9th of March. You may have had a peruse of some of the books you brought along if you want to in the meantime, or you can just dive right into whatever you're planning to do now. I suppose we should discuss what we are planning to do. I'm now probably going to get drunk having just read about Greta. Just I was awfully quiet when so he reads well. the newspaper. Uh, well, we probably should have been reading through anything else we've got in the last month. Which other titles did we have? Because we got have. some narcotic manuscripts, Amongst the Stones, Life as a God, Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. I think that was all of it, wasn't it? Um, you also have Africa's Dark Sects. I think you'll find it's pronounced Cuminia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the narcotic rabbiscripts have, <laughs> <by, laughs> have been read by Rabbit's Foot, um, and it's a story of um, uh, a great race of beings which lived millions of years ago before mankind evolved, um, particularly an immense city which once existed in what is now the western desert of Australia. But um, the only person who's read that is Rabbit's Foot. The Selection de Livre Divan is uh, written in French by Gaspard Dumont, um, and it is a, um, a treatise on practical magic as practiced by the Atlanteans. The word Sathagua is mentioned numerous times, and 
many pages are marked with an inverted broken ankh, which you now, in retrospect, recognise as the symbol of the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. Uh, it was successfully read by Edwin, which didn't do him any good at all in the end. No, not really. He did talk about a number of spells. Well, you, you remember should... him trying something on the ship that didn't seem to go very well. Uh, well, no, you see, that you, I, I, I did something involving fog. Yeah, he did something involving fog. That's right. Um, there was something else. Oh, there was a barrier spell. There was a barrier spell, yes, which cost him a bit of sanity to do. Which cost more sanity than he was expecting. Yes, uh, and he did go a bit. That's why he was a bit scared of the open sky after that. Um, yeah. uh, among a the real stones, shame for a pilot, wasn't it? <laughs> among the stones is oh, a no. truly horrific uh, work of poetry by Justin Jeffrey, um, written in leathery black, uh, written in um, bound in leathery black skin. It um, contains a number of esoteric poems, the centrepiece of which is The Trappings of a Queen, which describes the regal paraphernalia of an ancient Egyptian queen known as Nitocris. And Rabbitsfoot and Campion, you've both read about that and learned about the crown, girdle and necklace of Nitocris, um, and that they'd be required for some ritual that the book seems to assume you already know about, so never quite spells it out. They're bloody esoteric books, they're always the same. They always presume that you've read the primer. Um, and in the index, when you're looking up Cthulhu, it says, see Great Hold On, instead of just putting the page number where it would just it save more ink. <laughs> it's just so annoying. Um, Life um, as a God uh, was written by Montgomery Crompton in 1810, bound in mysterious pale leather. Um, it is the ramblings of a madman describing all manner of unspeakable acts which the author committed in honour of the Pharaoh of Darkness. Um, Campion read this, learned about the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh and a throne room within the Bent Pyramid, uh, which Campion mistakenly believes is in South America somewhere. Um, You've got much better notes than I have, you know. Uh, and Africa's Dark yeah. Sects um, was uh, written in English by Nigel Blackwell, who may or may not be a fictional character, during his travels across Africa, um, and is a weird mix of travelogue and an expose of cults. Um, Campion read this and uh, learned about the summoning of the bloody tongue, an immense creature taller than the pyramids, with a tongue that raised up in the stars in the shadow of the mountain of the Black Wind. I feel like I should be doing some catching up. Hmm. I feel it, like I don't want I mean, to know about any of it. So yeah, you know, lot, I don't know. About there were a few it, other books, great. but you left so, most of those behind. I think the only reason I'm actually still going with this is because these bastards murdered the woman I was going to marry. Or did they? Is she the one who's just joined that expedition? And well, no, clearly not because she's been murdered. I mean, that's why I'm here. If if she hasn't been murdered, then I've just been involved in numerous <laughs> other murders. Other murders? <laughs> and no it reason. really put, it puts my current path. Um, it's obviously somebody using her name. In fact, more likely it's somebody attempting to get to me. Well, I think we should find out. Yes, I, I think oh. I should absolutely um, adopt a, a foreign name and uh, head for the continent <laughs> and other things that you have that you may or may not have notes about you have um, a necklace of eyes uh, literally of um, jeweled eyes not actual eyes that you took off um, 
not made of eyes. Zephyrus Shafiq. And the other stuff you have mainly came from the basement of the Juju house, where the bloody tongue was working. Apparently I've got a tiara. Yes, that is a necklace of eyes, actually. Ah. It's it's a a necklace slash tiara. Sorry, what? They are different things, mate. You wear them in different places. Maybe it turns up at the back. Unless it's a particularly big tiara, in which case it may become a necklace. (laughs) Exactly. You you, Um, you cross it over the back of the head. Very very stylish. You have found a headband of grey metal, a carved scepter of some kind of wood, inset with runes. Um, does anyone know Egyptian hieroglyphics? Spoiler. <laughs> well, well, apparently Greta does. does. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think I do. Uh, a copper bowl etched in no, unrecognisable runes and signs, and a carved wooden African mask with four hideous faces perched upon a t- thick corded neck with basket-like reed feather and a fabric collar that hides the wearer's face. It's basically a hood that you put on and tie around your neck. So none of you put it on yet. Oh, oddly, yeah. certainly not going to now. <laughs> right, there you are. That's all your clues and your your boffins and your, your niches, as they say. So those of you who've been going at this longer than I are now going to have to decide what you're going to tell me and presumably Mark's character. Mm-hmm. And also, um, we're going to need... I need to know your names, because I don't. I only got... So so I am James Mark Shackleton. Is that your stage or is that your actual name? Uh, you know, I don't know. Whatever. whatever. It's been yeah, so long. Can we know you uh, as? Your stage <laughs> persona and your real life are just merged. A method, yeah. darling. What are you talking about? Indeed. I don't break... Uh, <laughs> I don't break character until the DVD commentary. So, Mark, sorry, what what are you known as? Uh, so I am James, Mark, or James. James, Jimmy... Jim. Jimbo. Jimster. It's your Jim, round. Jim Baby. Jim Bob. I missed your surname, sorry. Say again. Uh, Chatterton. Thank you. Chatterton of the Shivers. Chatterton. Everyone calls me Timbers, as in shiver me. Technically, Halim al Timbers, you're writing, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> we all wrote... In fact, let's be blunt about it. Shib wrote Timbers. <laughs> Shib did, did a lot of work. I do have, I do have Halim al on my character sheet, but yeah. I think okay. we're, we're all doing that thing of, oh no, please give, give us your proper name. Oh, Timbers, right. Timbers. John? Khalima Shanoi. Yeah. Uh, depending on where you've met me. Um, I will, well, wherever um, Rabbit's Foot has introduced us. Presumably. Ah, right. Rabbit's Foot has this slightly unnerving tendency of referring to by my real name. So, um, <laughs> yes, I am Erasmus Campion. Erasmus and you're Campion. known as Campion. Uh, people just tend to call me Campion, yes. I'm a, uh, a reporter uh, for the Times. <coughs> I thought you were a photographer for the National Geographic. No, no, reporter for the Times. Oh, they right, they okay. found out about the camera that. not being loaded. Yeah. The Wangaratta Times, obviously. <laughs> uh, Wangaratta? What do you do? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, okay, that's fine. 
Most recently officially cartoonist. As in for newspapers. See? Newspapers okay. though, but that's that's why we hang around together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you're uh, an artist? Um, yes. Artist uh definitely retired uh military uh first aider and facilitator. International facilitator at large. <laughs> How old is everybody, just out of interest? So. Oh, I know, somewhere around 30. 30. That's all about. Younger than all of us. Okay. We're at the Mark, age where people I'm, ask us what we did in the war. I'm 38. Campion always has a different story for us. <laughs> yeah. I was an ambulance driver in the war. Oh. Were you? Oh, well, we, we may have met. Back in which 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 theatre? <laughs> Wherever they needed me. The Gaul, well, wasn't it? Because I, I was I was in <laughs> Egypt, obviously. Oh no, France, Europe. Yeah. Sorry. Um, oh, we might, might have run into each other there. Sorry. Might have run into each other there. Uh, possibly at some point. Yeah. It was well, a big quite, old war. Quite. It was. They had great in the word of it. Yeah. Um, was there any equivalent events in the First World War? Don't think there was. But what guess... you didn't? It ain't off the Western Front, <laughs> Mum. No, because <laughs> he'd have he'd have been in he'd have been a an actual probably sort of um, officer, and then when he got after he got injured and decided he was injured for long enough that he thought, no, I'm getting out of this, and then um, moved to the acting. You can still die on stage, you know. You can. Over and mm-hmm. over, over again. again. <laughs> um, I would like to have spent some of the past month or so catching up on these various mystical tones. All right. Um... I think I'll just get the summary from people, because having read... My life is a god. I'm not sure I want to keep reading these things. <laughs> um, let me get my thingy. Oh, your, god. your thingy, sir? Yes, um, and as uh, James only has 80 sound. Only. Well, to be fair... I mean, alright, I'm doing better than that. Yeah, to be, to be fair that... Uh, I think Eddie, Eddie started off with 90. 58. 70. Um, you, well, Most you two. can... Oh, what How happened? Many? Sanity. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, I see which, things with would a you like to read, Tim? disturbing clarity. Um, the ones relating to Egypt seem like the ones I would be most interested in. Alright, you can certainly get through Life of a God pretty quickly. Um, that will take you a week or so, so you can mm-hmm. certainly do that. Um, would you like to roll some sanity? Now, uh, do you believe what I think you would, but given what's happened already, you yeah. don't really have much choice to, but to take it, so you're gonna take the sand hit right now. Um, yeah. D6. Six! Marvellous. Alright, that's not all at once, so you don't go mental. Um, <laughs> but you do lose six sanity. You gain. Four percentiles of Cthulhu Minus. Ooh. Yeah, but and that just means 
danger down the road. Yeah, it's not necessarily a good thing. And you learn about the unspeakable acts committed for the Pharaoh of Darkness and the hidden throne room in the Bent Pyramid, which you happen to know is in Daishur in Egypt and not mm-hmm. uh, in South America. For everyone, for just for clarity, can I say this was one of the first Cthulhu campaigns I ever played. Ah, and brilliant. how did it we, go? We rely on you then. Yeah, there we go. You can. You can I remember the Bent Pyramid in South America. Spoiler. No. Um, <laughs> and, and that was as far as I got. <laughs> or at least um, character. Well, every, everybody knows Omar Shakti is a very nice man. <laughs> yeah. In fact, yeah. you know the Bent Pyramid was built by um, the Pharaoh of the Fourth Dynasty. Um, and he started at rather a higher angle than he meant to and had to change rather... Uh, well, he built one that collapsed. He built another one that burnt down, fell over, and sank into the swamp. <laughs> the swamp. Um, but then he built yeah, the yeah, sinking into the swamp, one of those hazards of uh, living in Egypt, of course. <laughs> yes, yeah, it happens a great deal. Um, it think... rained a lot that year. <laughs> it did. Um, okay, you can probably read another book while you're there if you wish to. Yeah. Um... Uh, the other one relating to Egypt would be um, Among the Stones. Which one hasn't anyone else read? Uh, if any. The uh, Eddie was the only one that had read the Selection de Livre d'Ivoire. That, that is in French, isn't it? That, that is because French, it was in French and Eddie could read French. Not very well. Um, yeah. I can stumble through French, I think. Oh, yeah, it is in French. Can you read uh, French, let's, Timber? Let's go with Among the Stones. No, I'm... Uh, Swahili, yes. Egyptian, yes. Well, uh, Arabic. Among the Stones tells you about Queen Nitocris and her girdle, crown, and necklace. Um, you gain 2% Cthulhu Mythos. Hurrah! And you lose... D3 Sanity. Three. Two. <laughs> oh, right, okay, I thought you'd lost it. Oh, you only lost 8 out of a maximum 9 then, so yeah, that's, that's fine. Fine. Well for you. Um, yes, you can probably, um, no, you'd have to read something else on the journey, I guess. Anyone else want to read anything while you're approaching the 9th of March? I might look uh, just through the, uh, not the books that we've got, but possibly the other newspapers and see if I can find any other details about this alleged Greta Brandt. She, okay, let's have a library use roll for you. Oh, yes, because I'm so good at those. Yes. <laughs> uh, mind you, 39% now, so uh, he rolls a five. Wow. Mm. Take you, that, Cambridge scholars. Because, because you know where you're looking, you uh, find the painful details um, of her body um, being found, um, eviscerated. There is a, a death notice. Um, you were not at the scene, strangely enough, when, uh, when the, the authorities arrived. Um I think that's the story of his life, really. (laughs) That you tend not to be on the scene when authorities are around, that's what I would suggest. That's a good Um, principle. That you can find no other reference to Greta Brandt, um, or this Greta Brandt. Um, There are a a few, but they're clearly not the woman that they talking about. Um, Until this newspaper article. Since she is obviously uh, something of an expert in hieroglyphics, mm. it shouldn't be too hard to find somebody of that name and track down her 
university past. Things Tell like you who'd know about that, Edward Gavigan. Um, <laughs> there aren't many... I mean, hieroglyphs have only been translated for like 50 years, probably, and even then almost no one can read them properly. Um, so you would think so. Um, with and that yet... library use role, nope. No mention of any... I mean, you, you don't know quite what universities, but you search no, all the ones... No, but this, this is... No, this is bait, isn't it? It's almost as if she just appeared on the scene after being come out of thin air. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't think this is a real... But this is to get me to charge in there. It'll probably work as well. Okay, I'll head back to uh, wherever I'm staying uh, at the moment. <laughs> the uh, One of the wings of the, uh, the Chumley Estates, I expect. Anyone else want to do anything? Or well, yeah, feel free. It's up to you. The ninth well, of March is your Easter. I am. Le- I am relearning yet another set of lines. <laughs> I want a serious conversation about what happened to Jackson Elias. <sighs> Must we go over those sordid details? I mean, it was gruesome. I, I, th- I think we can. Who had guns? <laughs> Yeah, that's something uh, Rabbit's Foot at least is, is willing to talk about. Keeps him from going to sleep, you see. <laughs> <laughs> gives, gives, gives him an incentive not to, which is always a good thing. So how much are you going to tell me about what you're doing? Um, what, what, what's, what do I know about Frankie? What do uh, you know you about have... Yeah. Well, Go on then, Nick. You go for it. Well, I would say you have known her since childhood. You've no, re- and you know her parents are highly respected. Mm. Um, and perfect you know, person to drag into a lethal setting. Though, <laughs> you know, you know that as a teenager, there was some strange rumours about something odd happening at the family home. But you never well. got invited to those parties. Um. And her father was injured in an accident. Um, and there was, there were rumours that the house has got a curse on it, basically, and that there's a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that because of that, her father got injured. What, what does she now do to pass the time, as far as the public is concerned? Oh, she, um, she lives, um, outside Melbourne, um, just outside of Melbourne, and she is a private investigator. Good lot. Oh, a dick, huh? Working. Yep. <laughs> In trousers. In trousers, driving cars, flying planes, riding motorbikes. <laughs> Beats sitting around sewing all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gardening. Yeah, so. Yes, sir. tape, that's what you need. Giving up the sewing. So yeah, I I, I think particularly uh, but w- w- once the uh, forty-seven Sancerre comes out, because let's face it, it's not getting any better, and and uh, the old pater never got a chance to drink it after all. Um, there, there might well be a, a fairly comprehensive what has gone before. He was he was saving it for a special ritual. <laughs> Does this taste of iron to you? Sorry, <laughs> Cigar? are you letting on? 
what happened at Mitra House? Are you explaining? In so far as I remember it, and the version I've told myself is probably more uh, positive than than the false memories that I might also have. Yes, yes, that whisper to you in the dead hours of the night. Um, in the it, base. I, I, I think I will admit that, yes, um, he does does seem to have been in some way involved with this, but... Um, who, whoever his contact was, they have they haven't got in touch with me. Okay, I flew him to Tibet, you know, back uh, in nineteen twenty. Sounds like him. Uh, the monastery he was looking for. This is Jackson Elias, isn't it? Jackson Elias. Yeah. Ah, right. Oh, the, sorry, the 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 the, the, the uh, recently deceased painter does, does seem to have been in some way involved with the Mizra House crowd. Hmm. And, and do you know what it is they were doing? Uh, well, sorry, would you be doing this by yourselves or no? Or you'll gather no, around no, the this fire. Is, this, is, this is a this is a late evening drunken gathering. I think there was some James enormous asleep. dragon <laughs> bird things. That, what? Enormous dragon bird things trying to eat people. That was definitely part of the the whole. You know. Thing. Uh, whether it was the points is a bit harder to say, but. Uh, Are you sure you weren't drugged? Yes. Yes. You have found some evidence of communication, at least between this cult and the cult of the bloody tongue in New York. They were, did seem to be talking to each other. The other coincidences. Both in the basement of the Juju House and in Mizra House, you found identical marine chronometers, both set to um, uh, not uh, both set to GMT. Hmm. As, as they should be. Yeah. Oh, and there was the well, what was her name? Zephira. Uh, Zephira. Who I mispronounced in the first session. I've had to mispronounce ever since then. (laughs) 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 Zahara Shafiq, I think, but I've had to stick with Zafira. The whole campaign. Yes. um, Just to be absolutely on the level with you about this, um, we did see her wiggle her fingers about and melt a policeman. She did. That happened. Mm. Well, I appreciate tonight this is my fifth glass. It's a bit hard to tell with the topping up. Um, on that night, it was actually completely stone cold sober. You had lost also, a bit of she time. got. I had lost a bit of blood. Uh, she, well, as one does. Also, also, it took really quite a lot of bullets to make her stop talking. Um. And a cavalry sabre, as I recall, several times. Um, which, speaking with this, well, I mean, uh, I think you said you had a certain amount of experience in these matters, but as a retired medical professional, that's not really been my experience of the whole bullet human interaction previously. No, indeed. Uh, my my experience is generally people go down fairly, fairly fast when one cavalry sabers them. Mm. Mm. And is no. she 
definitely dead, this woman. Yet they cut her head off and uh, threw it in the water. Um, th- they were a bit paranoid by this point, but yeah, they, they oh, really? threw, threw it into the lake surrounding Misra House. Um, mm. Just in case she like? could do some hideous and nebulous recombining. Uh, oh, the one whose head you slammed in, <laughs> in the desk until he was yeah. unconscious. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be you fine. You know, hard woods were exchanged. Hard mahogany desks were hard also exchanged. Hard were exchanged. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, we did, we, so we did leave them the house weren't, to loot. Were you chat, chatting up the uh, the maid? Yes, unsuccessfully, alas. I, it's hard to maintain a, a chat up line when you've just slammed a boss's head into a door until his nose broke. Um, but I, I don't mean, know. Are you my better charm person than I do? I mean, I yes, but I I wouldn't I really want to find her anymore. Where that would actually be a positive bonus. So. <laughs> I mean, the, the the most positive thing you can say about those two is that you didn't burn the house down at the end of the, <laughs> the, end of the last mm, session. Mm, mm, mm. Why not? Uh, they were leaving in quite a hurry, I think. Mm. Uh, well, it's because Rabbit's Foot was having some kind of flashback at the time, uh, and everyone else was just in it. Uh, Edwin was... Um, dead. Well, he was dead, yeah. Mm. No, no we were sort of stumbling away while firing wildly uh, at any cultists who happened to come nearby. Yes. So was... what were what were they trying to do? Do you know? Some, something magical, but they didn't get far enough through for it to be apparent. Before they completed the ritual, they had a car driven into them at high speed. Okay. Has to be distracted. Eddie made quite an entrance and also exit. But <laughs> you don't actually know what the purpose of their ritual was that night. No. Same with the. Well, what, they, what about in New York? Do you know what they were trying to do? There was a some something in the in their cellar, but what they planned to use it for is, is not not entirely clear, clear to us. What what I love about this scene? Oh is, yes, de- de- definitely <laughs> the detective. Tomboy detective asking very pointed questions with all the men shuffling their feet and going, no, miss, no, we didn't miss. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not really my line, honestly. <laughs> I, not asking questions and not finding out uncomfortable things is is really generally a better survival strategy, so, i found. So all these people who you have admitted to me to have killed... Wow. No. <laughs> this scene ends with them all being arrested. <laughs> I walk, I walk in into the room, hear that line, turn homes, around. <laughs> and nothing to in, injure yourselves. You are the enormous dragon birds eating people. I'm going to keep coming back to that point. Also the imprisonment and the... Uh, yes. Yeah, the, the imprisonment the, the, of whom? The, the currently melted policeman. Yes. Ah, so they imprisoned and melted a policeman. Well, they imprisoned him. Someone else melted him while we were in the process of rescuing um, him, reconnoitring the uh, oh, the see. property so, and rescuing. And how, are, how are they connected to Jackson? Uh, well, well the... that's that's interesting. Uh, that that was how we got in touch with. Uh, let me just check Penny. my my, my uh, uh, sorry the, the Blue Pyramid. Mm. The what? Uh, club in London. Not oh, terribly good. Pyramid, yes. um, 
Yes, what, what I have for, in, in, in place of notes is, is a lot of names with arrows between them. Uh. <laughs> when Jackson Elias was in London, before he came to New York, he visited Edward Gavigan and he visited the Blue Pyramid Club. Uh, as Jonah Kensington told you, Jackson had told him, and he was on the trail of something big um, to do with the cults all working together, but he didn't know how or what they were trying to do. Well, we were at the Blue Pyramid, uh, where we ran into each other again. Um, well, I'd heard recently quite a lot of disquieting rumours about the disappearance of persons of Egyptian origin, which, as you can imagine, was a fairly concerning. Uh, in, you, in, you, in England, in London. In London, yes, your yes, London expats. They were called the Egyptian murders, imaginatively. Mm. Like 12 or 13 Egyptian murders. How do those newspaper Johnnies <laughs> come up with these ideas? <laughs> Staggering, isn't it? Um, which uh, I, I realise it may have escaped your notice, but, you know, being a slightly of the, you know, Egyptian persuasion myself. Um, yes, oh, I, sorry, I had no idea you were that sort. Mm. <laughs> yes, well... Timber's um, accent varies depending on who he's talking to, but it's usually crystal. Yeah, well, that's pretty true of all of us, Nick. Mm-hmm. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but we were asked by a couple of folks to look into that, which we did, and found a sort of kidnapping, sacrificing ring affair. And that's connected to... Which the... led us to the Mitra House business. That's right. I see. So it was a, 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 the body count was already uh, elevated by the time we had to get involved. You had found um, some flayed bodies uh, mm-hmm. in the cellar of Misra House. Well, I think yeah. it was just some flayed skin. You don't know where the bodies skin, were. Skin, yes. And tongues. <coughs> also tongues. They fed them to the dragon birds, had they? Uh, there were one, some sacrifices one might that. on the pillar. Um, they I'll got... probably co- come in, grab a drink and sit down. Okay. Hello. Have you mentioned the fact they murdered my fiance? Not yet. Right. Well, oh. really, that's not oh, not, not not a thing. I, th- I think you've particularly shared with us, is it? <sighs> yes. Well, it's rather on my mind at the moment. The uh, the whole bloody tongue thing. Um, that's why I'm. That's why I'm still involved. Ah, nice. Despite every okay. one of your instincts, so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, every nerve is jangling and screaming. Every every, I'm trying to find a word that doesn't suggest I've got some finer feelings. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's essentially, look, I was going to just drop out. I got caught up in this whole thing while I was working as a as a journalist, photojournalist, photographer, <coughs> photographizer. Um, uh, snapper, snapper, paparazzi. Uh, anyway, I was in South America for some reason. God knows why. Um, and I was going to give it, give it all up. It was a horrible business, and I went off and I, I I got everything together, got my life sort of straight, had a wonderful time. Um, I recommend the Bauhaus. It's, it's very very good. Um, but this whole bloody tongue thing um, turns out it's not just Jackson they murdered. I see. Where did where was your fiance? Germany. So there's a cult in Germany as well. They're everywhere. Huh. It is a global cult. Their reach is incredible. And so if you want to 
suggest that we've been involved in a few things that might suggest we have, you know, dirted our hands to some degree with brutal multiple murders, <laughs> arson, explosions, strange rituals, uh, dangerous driving, and quite possibly the theft of, a, oh. of an uncounted amount of silverware from a country house. Um, you can do that, but I, I think we've got more noble things that we're going to pursue. All right? Besides, And the newspaper says she's still alive! <laughs> huh? say. Well, what? she's not, obviously. Look, read that. Well, oh, I saw this, that... that... I, I oh. suppose it's not an entirely unusual name, but a remarkable coincidence, eh? Mm, isn't it? She's the right age. What, uh, and an archaeologist as well? I mean, you think... Well, she was more an artist, really, but, you know... Well, it doesn't... It... it... <laughs> speak of the dead. The, uh, um... I can do what I like. I'm God. Sorry, right. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm very old God. school GM. I hadn't realised that my life as a God was written by you. <laughs> <laughs> you've been using a, you've been using a, a nom de dieu. It does have the distinctive aroma of pungent Bullshit. haddock about it. Yes. Yes, doesn't it? So, have you been collecting books and paperwork that you're finding and? Keeping detailed oh, yeah. notes on everything, <laughs> or not? Are you just fumbling uh, around from one thing to another. Oh, oh, yes, that one. What? Uh, what? What? No, uh, I, I believe uh, uh, incriminating evidence is the term you're looking for. We've been uh, attempting to stay alive and one step behind. Yes, we would have tried we... to stay one step ahead, but it's clearly beyond our abilities. So we settle for what we can manage. <laughs> yes, well, we do have a number of papers. We do have a number of papers and books which are welcome. To take a look at, how's it French? I don't speak French. There's a lot of other handouts too. I've just given you the Egyptian ones, but we don't need Mm -hmm. them. Yes, quite a stack if you'd like to do a little light reading. It's uh, It's not as aristocracy as she that she doesn't read French. Hmm? I speak Chinese. Oh, you see, oh, oh, perfectly normal with the English aristocracy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in, well, in the in the, the case of in Shanghai, yes, exactly. oh, an answer for everything, eh? I know your sort. Wow. In, in the case of rabbit food, it's very simple at, uh, because he went to Eton. And, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, so probably dig a bottle of the well, some of the good Scotch out before uh, settling down to that lot because it's not exactly cheerful reading. Well, except for my life as a god, because quite frankly, you seem to have a whale of a time. <laughs> it was very enthusiastic. Quite yes. spirits. Um, I'll have. Uh, are you fine for me to have a read tomorrow? Have a look. Yes, yes. I, I'd, I'd not recommend doing it after dark. No. Or before dark, after lunch, near mm. breakfast, around dinner. No, it's yes. Read what you like, but mm. you should be well, welcome. These are not just. Ordinary books. Not just ordinary criminals, are. Really very indexes. Very, very nasty business. And, you know. Now, my, 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 my thought was um, uh, clear, clearly the next, or oh, one of the places we could go and visit is Alex. And, uh, hmm. On from there. But, um. <clears throat> Well, 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 we're talking about going to foreign and outlandish places. There are these receipts pointing at Derby. Yes. Derby. 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 
Hence, the manufacturing has been mentioned uh, a few times. But I didn't think the season was even on. Sorry, getting a bit of a boomy um, sound on your audio, Roger, so it's a bit, a bit awkward to hear you sometimes. I missed what you said. And, and so I'm, 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 I'm just maundering. An industrial city, I believe. Ah, yes. Hmm. So that's on my north. Oh, not Epsom, then. It's just up, just up and, and across from the uh, the old family house. Oh. Well, that'll be a trip home. What, in Shanghai? <laughs> no. Less ah, so you're not from Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Now who's the detective? I'm a sort of reverse detective, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I take facts and I deconstruct them. <laughs> And reconstruct them as something completely wrong. What would you oh, like to know? This is why they're called private dicks. Yeah. Right. Take evidence and make it disappear. No, I'm a journalist. I told you. Oh, what would you like yes. to know, Campion? Who doesn't know, Sean? Nothing, nothing. Sorry, you'll have to forgive me. It has pretty much been the watchword of my life. <laughs> Usually left on a note long after I've departed the area. <laughs> signed with a name that possibly wasn't yours. Technically speaking. I'm still a little emotional, quite honestly. This is, um, it's obviously a fabrication, but just to have this something acting as if Greta's still alive, it's, well, it, seems it wasn't se- an easy death that I wasn't there for. It, it does seem to me, I mean, do, 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 do stop me if you think this won't work and so on, but if they're expecting you to be all grief stricken and charge in. That, that's exactly what we should do. I have considered. That, that, then um, what what we should do is some, send somebody who looks remarkably like you to charge in in a grief-stricken manner, wait for them to pounce, and then and, and jump on jolly old jump on them. Hmm. So somebody, some sort of actor, is that what mm. you're suggesting? Possibly, possibly. Do we know any actors? I think there's James a... makes a snore at this point. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well volunteered, James. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this one's tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is lying there with a good super. Yes. Maybe not quite as drunk as he appears to be. I think there's something in this Derby plan. Makes well, sense. yeah, let's try Derby first. I mean, that's, it's a hell of a way to come back if we have to. But what are we looking for? What, what do we think? What are these things? It, you know, what is leading parts. us to Derby? What are we hoping to find? Well, the, the, I mean, you company. heard it mentioned. Um, it's receipts in, for... It's in loads of receipts, wasn't it? Yeah. There was loads yes. of stuff. It, something has been going to Derby and then it, distributed elsewhere. Some ancient... Some old, old ancient machinery and machinery. some pr- ah, prototype of, as well. Not, uh, some of the special stuff. <laughs> no, something. If they're having something built, well, good old British engineering, you know, it makes sense that they'd send it here. Uh, but it strikes me uh, we should find out what and why. Well, that should be easy. Company's house will tell you what the the business does. Oh, who, who owns it, etc. Surely. Well, but that uh, won't necessarily tell you what they're actually doing in this case. I mean, if it simply says well, that they're no, an engineering it, company. Well, it's a good starting point. Yes, you can uh, find that out. 
you can head over to company's house the next day. Maybe the next day when we're not home, not so drunk. Oh, you're not hammering on the company's house at midnight. Um, on the 10th of March. Pissed though we may be. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, if you know the name of the company, they can just look it up for you. There's probably a small fee, which is of no, biz, no worry to you. That's Henson. the only kind of fee that uh, Rabbit's Foot's aware of, a small <laughs> one. They're all small. Henson Manufacturing is um, owned by a Frank Marshall. Um, it is in Utoxcata Road in uh, Micklover, Derby. And it was registered in, <laughs> as a company in 1919 and is now registered closed uh, as of about two weeks ago. That's we haven't got convenient. any receipts that are more recent, have we? No. Everything, everything goes back further than that. <sighs> this so, is after the events uh, at Mr. House. Trip to Derby, then? Well, perhaps not. I mean, if it's... Um, if, they, if, they've, they've, if the job is still cleared be, out... There'll still be somebody who worked there, surely. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Premises. Also some workers. And it depends what the circumstances of them shutting down are. There may still be records and so on. If they haven't cleared out. Mm. It's you very know. recent. Ledgers tend to be big, ungainly things. Could be somebody there having a bit of a bonfire, right, as we speak. Yes. And local newspapers, you know, that sort of thing. They burn can as we, well. Can we get an idea of what sort of size this company was? There's only one... Uh, there's only one address... I don't know. I don't think company's house gets. Does it give you their turnover? I don't think I, that would be. I've, I've, I've really no idea. If you reckon, it's not house enough. Has the taxes then... and stuff like that. Has all yeah. the records for tax and stuff. It so seems to be a all small, directors, small etc. There's only one. Well, I don't know. If, do you have done limited companies in twenty five? I don't. Think oh yes. You do. You do. Okay. Well, it's a limited company. Um, Frank Marshall is listed as the director, and um, it's sorry. By... The director. The director is Frank Marshall. Uh, of, yes, of the film that we're in, um, of, of the company, um, a Mr. Frank Marshall, and right, it is a Frank Marshall, presumably. Uh, it depends what Frank Marshall you're thinking of. I'm thinking of a specific one. Oh, is there a director called Frank Marshall? Uh, well, this is another director called Frank Marshall, or it may be the same one, um, but it is uh, a small to medium company. It, it had. Is it producer you know. more than that? Uh, what profit is it? You, you, can have an account, you can have an accountancy role to decipher so. a bit more. Everyone likes an accountancy role. Let's go for it. Numbers. No idea. Well, this is nonsense. Clearly yeah, fraudulent. It makes no sense whatsoever. Doesn't mean a lot to you, really. Can, 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 can you give me that in bottles of Bollinger? Yeah, it's a rabbit's foot. That's. How does one live on that? Yes. Alone, yeah, turn it over as a company. Um, <laughs> What's that in There are, um, there were six permanent employees of the company. Oh, a pretty small place then. Okay, so we've got an address we can go and see. Of course, they could yep. have relied more on part timers, casual labourers, and that. Right? They could do that. Yes. Doesn't matter. They still had six employees, so. Yeah, okay. There were no zero hours contracts in 1925. No. And it's been a few years, so whoever it was should have a certain, certain amount of in-depth knowledge about the business, if we can just get hold of them. Hmm. How are okay. you getting to Derby? Train? Torah. I'll drive. Oh, okay, yes. 
So it's a, it's a day trip, Derby. Uh, was that four hours from London? Well, probably more like six, given the state of the roads. Depends on how you drive. <laughs> Two hours later. If I've got passengers, I'll behave. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. There's to ride, you'll never forget. From, Eddie, from the instant away. your knuckles turn white to the second you regain consciousness. Yeah. Eddie Ed, would have done it in about two and a half. What, what does it say that I recognise? He was a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we could drove fly it. if you want. Yeah, uh, I, drove, be, uh... I drove my cars in the way that um, everyone else flew planes. And look how well that turned out for Eddie. Well, it did it, rather well, actually, considering how he went out with a bang, quite literally. Given deployed the old hydraulic braking system, eh? Mm. Well, <laughs> I, seem to, I, seem to, I seem to remember they, they were in the process of summoning something that I then basically uh, drove through. Mm-hmm. The um, Henson Manufacturing is a... Uh, it's, a it's, it's outside of the town in a small sort of what, I guess, not quite an industrial estate, it's just a sort of an estate on its own. Um, as you approach it, sort of um, early afternoon, given the amount of time it's taking you to get there, there is a ten-foot-high brick wall surrounding it with large wrought iron gates locked with a padlock and a, a large sign saying closed uh, over the top of the sign that says Henson's Manufacturing. Hmm, that seems a little excessive, doesn't it? There is a smaller gate round the side, um, uh, clearly for foot traffic, um, which is also closed and locked. Is there a pub anywhere nearby? Nearby. Uh, there oh, is a small I don't, I don't pub. think we need to give up just at this stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hello, well, oh, I was just going to go in, pop in, and see, see if anybody in there. I, th- I think we should ha- stop and have a drink on our way to Derby. That's, that's what I like to hear from well, the Well, uh, you're, you're at Mickelover, is just a mile or so down the road. Um, I know. But, okay, so where's further north from, from Derbyshire? The Lake District. We're going to the Lake District. Oh, Ooh. we've lost. He's so disgusted with our geography. We're, that... Yeah, we appear to have lost the gear. Sorry, I forgot that if I googled something, I would disappear from this room. <laughs> <laughs> so we are heading to the, and this is on our way. So we are stopping for lunch. Ah, yeah. cover story. Yes. Well, why not? Uh, if you don't mind, so I we've got to... a picnic. We'll have a, we'll have we'll have a, a, a picnic in the car with us, but we want a drink. If you're going to ask questions, I might be uh, private not appearing in this uh, film. I I might stay in with the car also. I suspect an English public house would not. It depends on the sort of pub it is. I mean, I I should think you could easily pass for... uh, I would just pull down a flat cap. You'd pass for a working man. A bit swarthy. Not unusual. All right, you um, pull up. Uh, and outside. as for you, Timbers, you, uh, <laughs> outside the... Uh, does somebody want to pick a number from one to five? Four. The Smelling Barbarian and Hungry Eye Pub. The what? <laughs> We're not going there. What an I might just generate so another another few. Does someone <laughs> want to pick a name from one to, a number from one to five? Seven. From two. one to oh, five? One, two. Two. The Smoking Caravaneer. No, it's an English pub. Come on, Nick. Oh, I want to use this pub generator. But what? <laughs> Come, on. Come on, pick a number. You're, you're in an opium fog. One. The pub ahead of you is called... The Short Bee and Fluffy Elemental Inn. <laughs> no. How, how, how about the unemployed mechanical worker? 
<laughs> the uh, hang on, let me just find the quiet woman, the stranger, the, the king's um, head, the red lion, the, the man in the moon, binder. the uh, swiffy toff, the king's arms, the ceramic, the preacher. chamberlain's bum, the weir tiger, the, mer- the merchant, how about, the merchant. How about? How about the mason's arms, the nag's head, the honeycomb, the vine in, the oh. swan with two nicks, the frog yeah. and wheelwright, the frog yeah. and wheelwright. Come the on, frog and wheelwright. Yeah, frog and wheelwright. I will accept frog and wheelwright. Thank you. Given now. given the alternatives, I you pass by accept. ten different pubs. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> only one of them. Recognise the in Glasgow. <laughs> the Frog and Wheelwright is uh, a, a wow. nice village thatched pub um, with smoke coming out of the roof. Not that, um, isn't Not in McLeaver, it ain't. No. Oh. No. It's no, not that kind of place. It's a heavy industrial views. pub full of it smoke is, yes. and heavy it is, men. Yes, it, you'll, it'll, it'll have um, um, tiles and stuff and things like that. Yeah, a Victorian tile pub. It's a Victorian tile pub. God, you won't let me name it. You won't let me describe it. (laughs) This is a collaborative hobby. Move on. (laughs) Speaking as someone who spends quite a bit of time in northern pubs in 1926. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, you enter the pub. It is uh, quite cosy. Am I allowed to say it's cosy? Is that all right? Yeah, if it's on your tops of the road, it probably is the nag's head. Or actually, it could be the vine. Or the ram. It's the frog and fucking wheelwright. (laughs) Why would a frog be fucking a wheelwright? (laughs) They had to to change the sign. Some some, some Victorians complained. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, okay. So, gentlemen, are you going in the the public house? And I'll stay with the motor car. Fair enough. Uh-huh. I would like a pint of mild, please. Um, what am I? Uh, so, so, I, so I want to ask about the uh, mild water. Um, um, it well, uh, it's full of people think... in collarless shirts, flat caps, um, mostly talking amongst themselves. They give uh, they give you a, a look, and uh, some of them give you a friendly nod. I, I some of them have, less so. I, I will have taken off my tie. Oh, here Take we go. It. Take it, take it off, take it off my jacket. He's gonna open, do his thespian thing. Open, 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 Three baby shams, please. <laughs> open, open Pints, my, if you will. Open my collar, and uh, oh my god, he's gonna. You've got a sinking feeling. He's gonna say a up or something like no, that no, when no. he goes in. All right. Me duck. <laughs> How do you do, no, my fellow stuck. commoners? No, the duck is is stoked. This is this is this will be all right. Wow, you know, you said, do you want to do an acting role? Oh, God, no. Come on, let's, <laughs> well, that's, let's play to your strengths. That's, that's, you can't that's... have much of a career if you're an actor who doesn't want to do an acting role. Yeah. Where's your acting? No. You haven't got it. No, there isn't such a thing as oh, acting. Oh, God. Yeah, I thought it was art. Let's, uh, well, I think we gave you fast talk. and I think we said, oh, have disguise. you got disguise? Let's have yeah. disguise. Yeah, so I'm happy to... I'm happy to um, you go up to disguise... I'm, I'm kind of. I was. I, to be fair, I was kind of thinking it was either fast talk or um, uh, or, or disguise. I think disguise to get the, the right milieu. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll 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 see what I can do with. My... See, I've been polishing up my Egyptian accent. I didn't know I'd have to do Derby. 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 That's all right. We, we've got that, some people who know what it sounds thing. like, and to them, you will simply have got it wrong. <laughs> and, and we've got others who, who don't know. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, now, so, I mean, um, there's no pressure, but quite a number of us are from the Midlands, so carry on. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Tell so, me well, I thought it was north. It's East Midlands. It's north of you, Nick, it's but it's still south. the Midlands. Most things are north it's of Nick. south of us. Yeah. Hello! <laughs> oh, for the love no. of God, no. Come on, no. what are you doing here? It's the only gay in the village. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so okay, you, you but, marched okay. confidently up to it, but did you roll your disguise? I did indeed. I rolled 26 out of 6. Wow, ticket, ticket. Ticket, ticket, ticket. Actually, James, who has not really shown much uh, enthusiasm or talent so far, blends in like a uh, a polar bear at a polar bear convention. That's the only way you could describe it. Um, or not. Despite paper. ordering a daiquiri. No. <laughs> he orders uh, some. What do you order? A whippet daiquiri. Oh, I, 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 mild or bitter? I, 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 I order a pint of mild and, and I ask them, um, do they have bottles? Uh, of course we do. Sorry. For the fight later, you know. No, no, no. As in, yeah, as in. Um, yeah, refillable bottles. No, as in takeout. Oh, yeah, you're not staying, sir. Uh, no, I, I seem I, to be I, a local. I'm not from around here. <laughs> oh, I'm terribly sorry, sir. I thought you ordered the bumpkin. So, <laughs> um, bumpkin spiced latte. Um, I, um, <laughs> oh my god! Episode title, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Already putting it down. At the frog and wheel right. I hope you're ashamed. I mean, proud as well, but also ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> it's my default state of being. Um, can I help you, son? Um, uh, so, yes, he gets you uh, bottles, so oh, yes, you're not you staying. Well, no, because no, I, I want beer for the ones who are going in, but we right. want a couple of bottles for our friends who are sitting in the car. Oh, it's time to come in. Uh, <laughs> Unless they're a lady. <laughs> well, <laughs> lady and a furner. But anyway, I want to ask mm. about... Um, there seems to be quite a lot of people here drinking during what would normally be working hours. Well, it's been the has, has, some, has something happened in the area? Well, of course, we had the layoffs not so long ago with, um, you know, old Ensign and uh, a few of the suppliers, a few of the drivers nearby. Oh, gosh. Ask um, old Tom the Cabin Boy. Okay, uh, Tom the Cabin Boy? Yeah, Gordon, sorry, the boy. <laughs> Gordon over there, he, he peeks, uh, he, he waves his head at a, a man sitting by the fireplace with a, a, a youthful face, but um, old legs. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> I I <laughs> he's I got the to... portrait of Dorian Gray, as in he couldn't afford the full length one. <laughs> I appear to have dropped acid, I do apologise. <laughs> um, yeah, you might ask uh, Gordon over there about it, yeah, we call him the boy, you know. Um, he, he, so, uh, he used to work there, he could tell you a bit more about it. Uh, I, I wander over and say hello to Gordon. In fact, I wander over, I stick my head, stick my head I, I ask the barman, what is Gordon drinking? 
and I take him a pint of what he's drinking. Oh, very good. So he's having a bitter. Um, Another pint of whiskey for the gentleman. Is anyone else opening their mouths? Not at this point. Only to drink. (laughs) Okay, good. Good. I can't open the bottles of beer made it out to us. Mm. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll bring them out in a minute. Um, I am speaking with a kind of Derby accent, but or cl- oh, it's close enough to Derby that somebody out from outside of the area would think I'm saying the same thing. They won't think I'm from Derby. Right. They might um, think I'm a, I'm a Leicester lad or something like that. Okay, so local but not too local. Um, you may... I think that's more of a... a persuade! What's your persuade? Um, persuade is alright. Not brilliant. It's forty. Well, I uh, that roll. If you get under your fast foot, good. If you get under your persuade as well, brilliant. Uh, I get under both actually because I roll oh. thirty-five. Okay, good. So you can, go, they... can I tick them both? Yeah. <laughs> hey, fucker. Well, you can only tick them once anyway, and you've already ticked your fast talk. So uh, no, no, that was acting. No, no that you was can disguise. tick them both. Oh. Yes, yeah. That was disguise. You plonk the drink in front of him, making a very good first impression. Um, oh, uh, no, you don't mind if I do. I'm not from Derby either. <laughs> <Maybe. turns> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, thank you, please have a seat. Um, are, are your friend's just going to stand there? Uh, they're going out to the car. <laughs> or whatever, or they'll sit down. With if if, if if uh, he seems happy to get on with it, then um, I'll, I'll let him get on with it. You, you get the sense probably better that you don't all crowd around the table staring at him. <laughs> Hello. <something> and... <laughs> Hello, don't mind us. <laughs> okay, you um, uh, have a chat with Gordon, the young of face, old of limb gentleman, um, who tells you that he used to work at Henson Manufacturing until it was unexpectedly closed. He, he had only been working there uh, a little while, um, and he was he did more of the odd job stuff. He was um, a d- delivery boy. He did uh, the menial stuff, cleaning up. Um, they basically worked on blueprints. They got. Deliveries every so often. He didn't quite. He didn't, he didn't really understand exactly what they did. But um, a few weeks ago, they uh, Frank, the boss, um, got uh, got a message and immediately told everyone that they were closing. They had to back up and leave as soon as possible. They took everything they could out of there and left. And um, uh, Gordon didn't. Uh, he wasn't quite in with the rest of the crowd, so he didn't know exactly what was going on. But but something had got the impression something had spooked them. He also got the impression they were moving elsewhere, or at least Frank was. Like they weren't so much closing up as moving. But he had he's no idea where they went. Know anybody you have a key for any of the padlocks or? Um, have. Got luck. Make a luck roll. I have indeed got luck. And I roll 39. This is good. Out of 80. Well, now I can't rightly remember if I've got a key or not. 
oh, for the love of God, I'm happy to buy him another pint and offer him... And, 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 and slip, and just went slip. a little bit dirty Harry there. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> no, I know what excitement. you're thinking. <laughs> you, you, you may find that you have Rabbit's Foot Company wallet. <laughs> well, being as this fair. is a six-bar mortis deadlock. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got the rabbit's foot wallet, you're okay. Oh, I'll buy you another pub. I'm happy to slip him, I don't know, a fiver or whatever. Fucking hell! I'm joking about the pub! Takes on me for the rest shillings. of the year! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, half a crown, though, yeah. You're overpaid, bloody The one thing that gives away you're not from the Midlands is paying somebody that much. <laughs> Especially in Derby. Um, <laughs> it, it takes you about 30, 45 minutes to persuade him. He, he seems a little bit nervous because it, it was very cliquey this place and Frank had only just hired him. All the other people were local but they have not really said a word about it. There were a few engineers, there was a mould maker, uh, the furnace men. They were all very cliquey um, and they often went Where? off on weekend trips. Yeah, I'm just thinking technical person. Paintballing. While they're in the pub, Nick? Yes. Can I wander over to the side gate and pick the lock? Uh, yes, absolutely. You can. 32 out of 50. Wow, okay. Well, that saves me giving a key. <laughs> so while you're spending a lot of money getting the key out of um, <laughs> out of Gordon, the <laughs> uh, old shanks, they call him. Um, well, I'm just thinking, I'm hoping he's got, got like a bunch of keys, as in for all of the offices and for the actual buildings as well. Um and I'm kind of hoping that at that point I can actually catch up with uh, Frankie, who basically is picking the lock. Frankie is who circumvented the, the situation and enters the yard of Henson Manufacturing. That might be a good point to leave it, I guess, as it's 20 mm-hmm. minutes past yeah, nine. Sounds good. Is Tim mm-hmm. coming with me, is the question. If you'd like me to. If you want to, entirely up to you. Do I have yeah. to? <laughs> are we, we going to shoot someone in a basement again? No, it's, it's a case of whatever it makes most sense. So um, we should probably let them know we're going, so they won't think we've been kidnapped. Well, ha- had you had you hastened to do this, or had you waited long enough to get the beer that was being brought out to you? I got bored waiting for the beer. Frankly, seems to be on a because you took ages to drink it out. Either you go with her right now, or, or you have to tell the others that she's gone. Yeah, so so so. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll catch up. I'll I'll pop over and just drop my word that uh, split the party. So so, right. uh, Campy and Rabbit's foot come out and find the car empty. Well, Timbers is still there, going back to tell you what happened. Yeah, I'm nipping oh, back enough. to let you know. But, okay. Uh, Frankie slips her uh, lockpick into the padlock on the side gate. It makes a satellite click and opens. And she's never seen again. <laughs> that was a quick um, run round the call of good scenario. <laughs> Alright, chaps, we'll resume not next week, I think the week after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll have some internet in my new house by then. Good luck. Hey, you're right. Hey. Cool. <laughs> well, to be fair, haven't you actually sort of done the house around the internet rather than the. <laughs> which is probably the right way, the right <laughs> well, way to play. Well, no, I had to. Garden and stuff for the kids. 
yeah, yeah. but they're not going to notice it this time of year anyway. You've I would to. have been happy with a one-room flat with an internet connection. But no, turns out they want air and leaves. Food. So. Places to run around that, in. That's, what the, wall, that's what the wall-sized screens are for. Yeah, I would say short, surely, surely a couple of Oculus Rifts would have... Exactly, been. I was going to get to Put that on shut up. <laughs> yeah, Oculus Rift, fabulous! I love the Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that cosmic horror. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, thank you for you, running you it. You certainly yeah. hit the expected tone, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> See you next time. Yeah, have a great week. Bye. 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 Cheers. Bye. Happy everybody. moving day, Nick. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Cheers. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck with everything. Cheers. Bye. 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 See you all, bye.